Ishita and today we'll be reading another chapter of Matilda. So, if you haven't checked out the other chapters, so check it out. So today we'll be reading the chapter 17. That is Miss Honey's Story. This is a really interesting chapter because it will tell about the mystery that's there in Miss Honey's house. So now let's just waste time and get started. We mustn't hurry this, Miss Honey said. So let's have another cup of tea and do eat the other slice of the bread. You must be hungry. Matilda took the second slice and started eating it slowly. The margarine wasn't uh, bad. She doubted whether she could have told the difference if she hadn't known. Miss Honey, she said, do they pay you very badly at uh, school? Miss Honey looked up sharply. Not too badly, she said. I get about the same as the others. But it must be still very little if you are so dreadfully poor, Matilda said. Do all cheetahs live like this with no furniture, no kitchen stove and no bathroom? No, they don't. I just happen to be the exception. I expect you that something happened to live like in a very simple way, Matilda said, probing a little further. It must make house cleaning an awful lot easier and you don't have any furniture to polish or any of these silly little ornaments lying around that to be dusted every day. And I suppose you don't have a fridge. You don't have to go out and buy all sorts of junky things like egg and mayonnaise and ice cream to fill it up with it. It must save a terrific lot of shopping. At this point, Matilda noticed that Miss Honey's face had gone all tight and peculiar looking. Her whole body had become rigid, her shoulders were hunched up high and her lips were pressed together tight and sat there gripping her mug of tea in both hands and staring onto it as searching for a way to answer these not so innocent questions. There followed in a rather long and embarrassing silence in the space of 30 seconds, an atmosphere in the tiny room had changed completely and now was vibrating with awkwardness and secrets. Matilda said, I am very sorry I asked you those questions, Miss Honey. It's not any of my business. At this, Miss Honey seems to reuse herself. She gave a shake of her shoulders and then very carefully she placed her mug on the tray. Why shouldn't you ask? You were born to ask in the end. You are too much bright not to have wondered. Perhaps I even wanted you to ask. Maybe this is why I invited you after all as a matter of fact. You are the first visitor to come to my cottage since i moved in two years ago matilda said nothing she could feel the tension growing and growing in the room you are so much wiser than your ears my dear miss honey went on and that is quite staggers me although you look like a child you are really not a child at all because your mind and the powers of reasoning seems to be a fully grown up so suppose we might call you grown-up child to see what I mean. Matilda still did not say anything. She was waiting for what was coming next. Up to now, Miss Honey went on. I found it impossible to talk to anyone about my problems. I couldn't face the embarrassment and anyway, I lacked the courage. Any courage, I was knocked out of me when I was young. But now, all of a sudden, I have sort of desperate wish to tell everyone thing to somebody. I know you are only a tiny little girl, but there's some kind of magic in you somewhere. I've seen it with my own eyes. Matilda became very alert. The voice she was hearing was surely crying out for help. It must be. It had to be. The voice spoke again. Have some more tea. It's sad. I think there shall be a death drop. Nan nodded. And Miss Honey poured tea in both the mugs and added milk. Again, she cupped her own mug in hand and sat there sipping. There was a quiet silence. May I tell you my story? Of course, Matilda said. 
I am 23 years old, Miss Honey said, and when I was born, my father was a doctor in the village. We had a nice old house, quite large, red brick. It's tucked away in the woods behind the hills. I don't think you know it. Matilda kept silent. I was born there, Miss Honey said, and then came the first strategy. My mother died when I was two. My father, a busy doctor, had to, someone to run to the house and to look after me. So he invited my mother's unmarried sister, my aunt, to come and live with us. She agreed and she came. She, Matildas, was listening intently. How old was the aunt when she moved in? Not very old. I should say about 30, Miss Honey said. But I hated her right from the start. I missed my mother terribly and the aunt was not a kind person. My father didn't know that because he was hardly ever around. But when he did put an appearance, the aunt behaved differently. Miss Honey paused and said, Thirty, I can't think why I'm telling you all this. She said, embarrassed. Go on, Matilda said, please. Well, Miss Honey said, then came the second tragedy. When I was five, my father died very suddenly. One day he was there and the next day he was gone. So I was left to live alone with my heart. She became my legal guardian. She had all the powers of a parent over me. And in some way or the other, she became the actual owner of your farm. How did your father die, Matilda? It is interesting you should ask that, Miss Honey said. I myself was too much young to question it at all that time, but I found out later that there was a good deal of mystery around his death. Didn't they know how he died? Well, not exactly, Miss Honey said, hesitating. You see, no one could believe that it would ever be done it. He was such a very sane and sensible man. Done what? Matilda killed himself. Matilda was... Stunned, did he? He gasped. That's what he looked like, Miss Honey said. But who knows? She struggled and turned away and stared out of the tiny window. I know what you're thinking, Matilda said. You're thinking that the aunt killed him and made it look like as though he had done it. So I'm not thinking anything, Miss Honey said. One must never think things like without proof. The little room became quiet. Matilda noticed that her hands clasping the mug were trembly slighted. What happened after that, she asked. What happened when you were left all alone with the aunt? Wasn't she nice to you? Nice? Miss Honey said she was a denim. As soon as my father was out of the way, she became a holy terror. My life was a nightmare. What did she do to you, Matilda? I don't want to talk about it, Miss Honey said. It's too horrible. But in the end, I became so frightened of her, I used to start shaking when she came into the room. You must understand I was never a strong character like you. I always shy in retiring. Don't you have another relations, Matilda asked? Any uncles or aunts or grannies who would come and see you? None that I knew about. Miss Honey said they all were either dead or they had gone to Australia. And still there the way it was now, I pray. So you grew up in the house alone with your aunt, Matilda said. But you must have gone to school. Of course, I went to the same school you're going now, but I lived at home. Miss Honey paused and stayed down into the empty tea mug. I think what I'm trying to explain you, she said, is that over the years I became so completely cold and dominated by the monster of an art. When she gave me an order, no matter what it was, I obeyed it instantly. That can happen, you know. And by all the time I was then, I had become her slave. 
I did all the housework. I made her bed. I washed and ironed for her. I did all the cooking. I learned how to do everything. But surely you could have explained to somebody. Matilda said, to whom? And anywhere was far too terrific to complain. I told you I was her slave. Did she beat you? No, let's not go into details, Miss Honey said. How simply awful, Matilda said. Did you cry nearly all the time? Only when I was alone. I wasn't allowed to cry in front of her, but I lived in fear. What happened when you left school? I was a bright pupper. Pupil, Miss Honey said. I could easily have got into university, but there was no question of that. Why not, Miss Honey? Because I needed at home to do the work. Then how did you become a teacher? Matilda asked. There is a teacher's training college in reading, Miss Honey said, and that's only 40 minutes bus ride from here. I was allowed to go there on one condition. I came straight home again every afternoon to do the washing and ironing and to clean the house and cook the supper. How old were you then? When I was in teacher's training, I was 18, Miss Honey said. You could have just packed up and walked away, Miss said. Not until I got a job, Miss Honey said. And don't forget, I was by then dominated by my aunt to such an extent that I wouldn't have dared. You can't imagine what it's like to be completely controlled like that by a very strong personality. It turns out to you jelly. So that's it. That's a sad story of my life. Now I've talked enough. Please don't stop. You haven't finished yet. How did you manage to get away from in the end and live in this funny little house? Oh, that was something. I was proud of that. Tell me, Miss Matilda said. Well, Miss Honey said. When I got my teacher's job, the aunt told me I owned her a lot of money. She asked her, I asked her why. She said, because I've been feeding you for all these years and buying your shoes and clothes. She told me it to add up to thousands and I pay back her, giving my salary for the next 10 years. But I'll give you one pound each week pocket money, she said, but that's all you're going to get. She even arranged the, with the school authorities to have my salary paid directly to her own bank. She made me sign the paper. She should have done that. Your salary was your chance of freedom. I know, I know, Miss Honey said, but then I had been a slave nearly all my life and I hadn't the courage to or the guts to say no, but I was still petrified on her. She could oh, still hurt me badly. So how did you manage to escape, Matilda asked. Oh, that was two years ago. It was my greatest trunk. Please tell me. I used, Matilda said, I used to get up very early and go for walks while my aunt was still asleep, Miss Honey said. And one day I came across a tiny corner. This tiny, it was empty. I found out who owned it. It was a farmer. I went to see him. Farmers also got up early. He was milking his cows. I asked him if I could rent this cottage. You can't live there. He cried. It got no convenience, no running water, nothing. I want to live there, I said. I'm a romantic. I have fallen in love with this. Please rent it to me. You are mad, he said. If you instead you are welcome to it, the rent will be 10 pence a week. Here's one month rent in advance, I said, giving him 40 pence. And thank you very much. How super, Matilda cried. So suddenly you've had a house all of your own. But how did you pluck up the courage to tell the aunt? That was tough, Miss Honey said. But I steeled myself to do it. One night, after I cooked her supper, I went to upstairs and packed the few things I possessed in the cupboard box and came downstairs and announced I'm leaving. I've rented a house. I said, my aunt exploded. 
Rented a house? She shouted. How can you rent a house when you only have one pound a week in the world? I've done it. Said, and how are you going to buy food for yourself? I'll manage. I mumbled and rushed out of the door. Oh, well done you. So were you free at the last? I was free at the last. Miss Honey said, I can't tell you how wonderful it was. But have you really managed to live there on one pound of week? For two years, I most certainly have. I paid 10 pence rent and just bought the buys me paprin and my stove and my lamp and a little milk and tea and bread and margarine. That's all I need really. As I told you, I have a jolly good tuck in the school lunch. Matilda stared at her. What a marvelously brave thing, Miss Honey uttered. Suddenly, she was heroine in Matilda's eye. Isn't it awfully cold in the winter? She asked. I've got my little paprin stove. You'll be surprised how snug I make in here. Do you have a bed? Well, not exactly, but they say it's healthy to sleep on a hard surface. All at the once, Matilda was able to see the whole situation with absolute clarity. Miss Honey needed help. There was no one she could go on existing like this indefinitely. You would be a lot better off, Miss Honey, she said, if you gave up your job and drew unemployment money. I would never do that. I love teaching. This awful aunt, I suppose she's still living in your lovely old house? Very much so. She's still only about 50. She'll be around for a long time yet. And do you think your father really meant her to own the house forever? I'm sure, quite sure he didn't. Parents would often give a guardian to write you up to the house for a certain length of time, but it's nearly always left in trust for the child. It then became the child's property when he or she grew up. Then surely it is your house. My father's will was never found, Miss Honey said. It looks like somebody destroyed it. No prizes for guessing who? No prizes, Miss Honey said. Well, if there is no will, Miss Honey, then surely the house goes automatically to you. You are, are the next of the kin. I know I am, but my aunt produced a piece of paper supposedly written by my father, and he leave the house in his sister-in-law in return to her kindness in looking after me. I am certain it's a forgery, but no one can prove it. Couldn't you try, Matilda said. Couldn't you hire a good lawyer and make a fight of it? I don't have the money to do that, Miss Honey said. And you must remember that this aunt of mine is a much respected figure in the community. She has a lot of influence. Who is she? Matilda asked. Miss Honey hesitated a moment. Then she said softly, Miss Trunchbull. So guys, that's it for today's chapter. Oh my God, did you just hear the last word? I'll repeat it again. She, I don't have money to do that, Miss Honey said. And you must remember that this aunt of mine is a much respected figure in the community. She has a lot of influence. Who is she? Matilda asked. Miss Honey hesitated a moment. Then she said softly, Miss Trunchbull. Oh my God. That means Miss Trunchbull is Miss Honey's aunt. And we already know how cruel and beast she is. So the next chapters are going to be duper interesting. There are four chapters left now. 18, 19, 20, and 21. So it's going to be really, really fun about that. And I'm duper excited to ready to the next chapter. So if you haven't followed out my a podcast do it and share it to all your friends and family members because books are a great way to learning 
So till then, take care and bye-bye. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.